All right. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to our last session of the day. AT&T says it's 2.30, so we'll go ahead and get started. If you would like to jot down one web address, it's not really all the way on the screen, so let me make it a little bit smaller. This web address is going to forward you to the wiki page that has the resources that we're going to talk about today. And I actually... Uh, you know, much prefer facilitating some projects that we create rather than just, you know, talking for an hour and a half. So my uh, plan is to share some examples of five photo stories, show you some resources, but then I'm going to have us break into groups, maybe four, but probably three groups, and actually do a visual charades activity. You don't have to be on film, on camera. You don't have to be the one, you know, who's having pictures taken of you. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to do this. We'll create this. And uh, if we have permission from your group to be able to share it, we, we can even uh, share it online. If you don't want, if you don't want to be involved in the like having your picture taken, you can be one of the ones taking the picture or planning or whatever. But I love this idea of the five photo story. I truly think that whatever grade level you teach, whether you're teaching college students or you're teaching kindergartners or preschoolers, you know we can tell stories with pictures, and we can be planning what we're going, to, how we're going to do that, and you know, use different tools to, to tell those stories. So if you go to that link, it's going to take you to this page, which is a wiki page that I've created in, um, on a Google site. And the, the inspiration for this is probably, not probably, it is, uh, this, this first author. Um, two years ago, I guess, in the fall, I had a chance to, I don't know if I can make this smaller, I don't think this article, there we go, um, I had a chance to teach at the University of North Texas for a semester, when, and, and this is kind of how I got my dissertation, first three chapters written. Kirby Alexander, who uh, got his doctorate at the University of Virginia, published this article, but I didn't know about it. He was just teaching the same class I was, and he said, you know, one of my favorite activities with my pre-service teachers uh, to help them, you know, just kind of get involved with media and create is to do a five-photo charades project. I said, what is that? What do you mean? He said, well, I have them think of a fairy tale, and they're going to have five pictures, and I want them to communicate that fairy tale with just the five pictures. They don't have a lot of time to get together props and costumes and things. They just get to use what they have. But they're creative, they use their cameras, and then we share those projects. And so uh, Kirby has published this book, which actually, or this article. I think it took three years to get this published uh, in an academic journal, which talks about this. Um, but I just let, let me show you some examples and um, resources that, that go with this. So... This website has uh, different examples here. I guess I could go back to um, a, a project called uh, Telling a Story with Five Photos. So maybe this actually goes back earlier than Kirby. Let me bypass the filter. How long does the filter bypass work? Does anybody know? Oh, it is per website. Okay. Uh, we've in Yukon filter by light speed, and you can filter the whole web up to two hours, so that's kind of nice once you filter. Um, Karen Montgomery, who's a friend of mine and an educator in the St. Louis area, uh, had run into a really um, had run into a, a project 
I may just go to my own internet here in a minute. A project that was on Flickr that was called um, Tell a Story in Five Photos or something, something to that effect. And the winning... We gotta, we gotta do something else here. Sorry. Forgive me for a minute here. <laughs> I want to connect to my own internet. Um, <laughs> she, um, the winning. Okay, so this was a this was a contest, a public contest to have people uh, submit pictures that told a story, and the winning photograph. Was, was clever and it was funny, but it wasn't really school appropriate. It was lions in the zoo, and I think the lions were in one scene uh, trying to breed. And so she thought, well, maybe we should do this same project, but let's just do it for educators. So uh, this, and this happened, I want to say, maybe in 2007. So here's a, a little example. This is actually one that Karen did. Um, this is just five pictures. And I, we're now on my cell phone, so the speed will be a little bit slower. But okay, here's picture one, picture two, picture three, picture four, picture five. Ah, we arrived at the jack-o'-lantern. Okay. So when my youngest, Rachel, got her first haircut, Karen saw these pictures and said, Oh, Wes, you should submit that to be a five-photo story. There's one, two... Three, four, and five. Okay. So then she says, why don't you make that a voice thread? And this is kind of where we can go with this, because we're going to talk about five photo stories, but these can become um, narrated. And I can play this on voice thread, but I'll actually go to this YouTube uh, video, because what I did was I made a screencast of just part of this. We'll see how fast this loads. And so we've got her actually telling the story of this at age three. Um, this is about me getting my new haircut. These are all comments that are around, but we're just playing her comments here first. Um, what happened? I wanted my hair short, um, so I wanted a short haircut, so they cut it. it. Hmm. Well, I was getting my hair washed, had a smile on me, so the, the haircut um, washed my hair. It feels so nice, so feel warm, so I did it last night and I got suckered. It wasn't quite last night. Now we're going to skip to the end. There were more pictures than five that we used. This was in VoiceThread, but we're going to play some comments that other people made that I um, moderated. And I'm all done and it looks so beautiful. And I like it. Okay. 
That's a nice story. I really enjoyed it. Rachel, thank you for sharing this great haircut story with me. This was so wonderful to come home and find in my mailbox after such a long day. And you're very lucky that your daddy does take so many photographs and that you're learning how to use these tools. You are on the cutting edge, kiddo. Get it? Cutting edge? Okay, take care. Hello, Rachel. I'm a teacher in New Zealand. And I can't wait to show my students your fabulous story about your haircut. Thank you so much for sharing it. And by the way, you look absolutely gorgeous. Now, you know, she could have written gorgeous, but that's not what she said. She said gorgeous. And if we didn't have the audio to go with that, we wouldn't have known. So that's a little bit of the sort of genesis of where Five Photo Stories um, and, and how I've kind of gotten involved with them. Um, today, uh, we will, and I'll invite you if you want to, to uh, participate in a, in a Five Photo Story activity. And we will use, we'll just use my iPad. And just like this, okay, can you guess this book? Here's picture one. Here's picture two. It's pretty hard. I don't think they took this picture during our workshop. <laughs> I think they found that one on the internet. There's photo three or four, and dun, 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 this is Cinderella. So um, we'll we'll model the process of how we can we can do five photo stories like this. Um, one of the things, and I I think I can probably show you some of these too. Alan Levine, who is an amazingly creative educator, has created this tool called Five Photo uh, Five Card Flicker. And what this does is this just picks five pictures that are in a pool of pictures. So it's not random pictures from Flickr. Uh, and then he invites people to um, type a story that goes with these pictures. I've used this one before on the iPad to be able to just come up with an inventive story. And we might do that too if we have time. Uh, that's a really uh, fun project that you know involves creativity and, and telling a story. So... Um, why do we need to do this kind of thing? Um, I have a link here to my favorite pictures on Flickr. Um, there is so much power to visual imagery and, and to just being able to use images. And one of the things that we need to help students do is become better communicators. And you know, images have such power to communicate. I love to Oh gosh, do you know what that what that photo is? This is from the White House's Flickr stream. Don't look at the at the title. Do you know? You remember seeing that one? That was the Situation Room when they were sending the SEAL team in to to get Bin Laden. Um, lots of expressions on faces here. Okay. There's just a lot of a lot of power in in visual imagery, and uh, you know, I just love this picture. Okay, when I tell you that these young ladies are you know using laptops that are the the first computer that their families have owned, okay, that may sound exciting. But when I tell you this is Afghanistan. And if you know something about the Taliban and what the Taliban feels about women and education, you know, oh my gosh. Now, I could just try and tell you words, 
but being able to see images and pictures that go with that can make that so much more powerful. So we need to find ways to let students work with images for us to work with images to communicate. And visual imagery is just, it can be very, very powerful. My favorite book on this topic that I highly commend to you is called Presentation Zen. It's by a gentleman named Gar Reynolds. And no, he's not trying to get us to be Zen Buddhists. Uh, what he's trying to do is to really get to some simplicity and some power with images. Let me see if I've got the link here. Yes. Uh, no, that's not it. Well, yeah. We'll see if this will... We'll see how this does with stream. This is one of my favorite videos to... Um, share with students I will warn you and I'm talking college students there is he says hell in this video so we we, uh, do have that and there's I think there may be a revised version but this uh, video is called death by PowerPoint and in most of our not just schools but most of most businesses today is that better if I turn that off PowerPoint is abused so much. I worked for AT&T for two years, and literally, you know, every week we would have slide decks that would be sent, and people would, would use PowerPoint, and they used it as a, as a text environment much more than a visual medium. So I don't know if I've allowed this to buffer long enough or not, but let's give it a try and see. That there's some things I hate about PowerPoint, and I figure it's kind of my duty to point them out. So here we go. There's common PowerPoint mistakes. Uh, number one. Uh, people tend to put every word they were going to say on their PowerPoint slides. Although this eliminates the need to memorize your talk, ultimately this makes your slides crowded, wordy, and boring. You will lose your audience's attention before you even reach the bottom of your uh, first slide. Please, please don't do that anymore, please. Uh, number two, most common, uh, many people do not run spell cheat. <laughs> okay, we will, we will. Let me actually, I'm afraid if I pause this, uh, for most of the videos that I've been showing, I've downloaded them in advance. I didn't do this one, do it for this one. Um, let me see if I'm, I've switched laptops and I had a lot more YouTube is not blocked, is that correct? Yes, it is blocked. It is blocked? No, I think they unblocked it. Okay. <laughs> no, not in the regular school Zoom. Well, downtown. No, I think they unblocked it everywhere. Cool. Okay, we're going we're to risk it and see and think that that's going to be faster. We're at the 40-second mark. Connecting to the wireless. Reconnected. There it is. That, there's some things I hate about power... We're going to go up to the 40-second mark. Yeah, look how much faster that's loading. Woo, look at that. Great. Okay, let's try again. <laughs> Big mistake. Nothing makes you look stupider than spelling errors. It's got a red line under it. Recheck the spelling. And finally, I hate this... Uh, Avoid excessive bullet pointing, only bullet key points, too many bullet points, and your key messages will not stand out. In fact, the term bullet point comes from people firing guns at annoying presenters. Hence the bullet point. 
Uh, bad color schemes, not good. Clashing background and fun colors can lead to distraction, confusion, headache, nausea, vomiting, and loss of bladder control. I can't stay on that one too long. Here's something I've noticed. Uh, the number of PowerPoint slides you have in your talk, uh, the less uh, useful your talk actually is. Unfortunately, uh, my presentation is right there. I've also noticed this. People love to pack data into their presentation. They just shove more and more data, thinking it's better, but it's not. The more data you have, the harder it is to read your slide, and the effectiveness plummets. Now, you can, uh, you can improve the effectiveness by adding some shading and some 3D effects, and <laughs> then some second-order and third-order effects, and then... I know, let's add some labels. That'll help a lot. And that, that's pretty much every marketing slide I've ever seen right there. Then some like VP of marketing standing there going, it's real clear in Q4. What the hell are you talking about? Now I'm I'm into uh, in animation. People become animators in PowerPoint. You can have things flying all over the place, and that can be good. If you're a visual learner, that will improve the effectiveness of your performance. But if you're easily distracted, more animations and people have no idea what you're talking about. They're just, wow, that is cool, wow. And there's regions here, by the way. There's the uh, simple but uh, effective region. There's the active but confusing, the uh, effective but boring, the active but ineffective, the dull but static region, the uh, busy but useless, the ADD only region, the uh, useful but amusing, the stupid but confusing, the dull triangle, the hyper triangle, the sleepy square, the dizzying pentagon, and everything else I just uh, call pointless motion. That slide right there took me an hour and a half to make. Right there. <laughs> PowerPoint can just suck the life out of you. It's amazing. <laughs> I've also come up with this. It's a kind of a little science I've invented called font analysis. Basically, the font you choose says something about who you are as a person. There's a huge list of fonts, and you choose one, and that says something about you. So be careful the font you choose. For example, if you choose Courier New, uh, which happens to be my favorite, uh, you're probably organized and structured. If you choose Matisse, it means you're artistic. And if you choose Times New Roman, it means you're lazy, apathetic, and unimaginative, and you always use the default. <laughs> A lot of Times New Roman people, welcome. We have some more. Uh, if you use freehand script, uh, you're a horrible speller, so you try to hide it with a hard-to-read font. Very smart. We use Gothic, it means you're very pale and you wear black. And if you choose Wingdig, it means you're a nerd and you have no life. In fact, if you know what those symbols mean, you will never have a date. Trust me. Don't bother. Okay, so well, that's it. Uh, you know, humor is a great way to make serious points, and it is a serious point. We really have a lot of PowerPoint abuse that happens. So, one of the wonderful discoveries I've made, uh, spe uh, specifically teaching pre-service teachers, is something that's called a Pecha Kucha presentation. And the idea of a Pecha Kucha is um, these were actually invented in nightclubs in Japan as a way for geeks to quickly share ideas. <laughs> it's a 20 by 20 presentation, so 20 seconds per slide, 20 slides. You're done in 6 minutes and 40 seconds. And uh, these you know, take place all over the, the, the world, I guess, as far as Pecha Kucha nights. Uh, but there's different examples. And uh, I've used this as a way for my students to uh, do their PowerPoint. Okay, so rather than doing a, a long PowerPoint, they have sixty. Uh, they have two minutes, six minutes, and forty seconds. 20, 20 seconds a slide, 
and we, you actually set PowerPoint to advance after every 20 seconds, and they're up there talking. So the idea is you're going to be using large images. You're not going to be filling it with text. Uh, you can do your attribution, but you know, use pictures that help communicate what you want to. Uh, what do you want to talk about? If we're talking about hyperlinks, let's you know, let's use links. We'll use a metaphor to help people understand. So um, those are all different resources related to the power of visual images and, and this idea of using visual images. Let's talk about five photo stories. I mentioned this morning in the keynote that um, I made a website that I'm continuing to work on that is called Mapping Media to the Curriculum or Mapping Media to the Common Core. I'm probably actually going to release two versions of the book. One, I'll say Mapping Media to the Common Core, but I want to sell this in Texas, so I'm going to also do one that says Mapping it to the Curriculum, because Texas doesn't want to have anything to do with the Common Core, at least at this point. If we scroll down here under Images and click the link that says Story in Five Photos, this is a space where I've got information specific to uh, five photo stories. So... Um, Here's a definition of what a five-photo story project is. It could be a five photos about a favorite fairy tale, a favorite book, a scientific process. There's a lot of different possibilities. For the workflow, you're going to want to set up a place where your students can share these. And today we'll use a site on Postris that I've created so that we can email our pictures. But there's other things that you can use as well. Do any of you use Edmodo currently? Um, what do you use Edmodo for? Okay. So you create assignments and they submit them. Are they submitting a text document or with that? Okay. What else do you all use Edmodo for? Signed up a couple days ago. Okay. Going to give it a try. <laughs> Julie Leach told me to sign up and make an account. And you I did it. So. Our math teachers you, uh, use them for quizzes. Okay. Uh, so does my English yeah. teacher neighbor. It's a learning management system. So every child, every student can log in and you can have an assignment and they can be turning things in. So, you know, there are different ways that students can turn things in. We filter with Lightspeed, and one of the things that Lightspeed provides free is my big campus, and it's a lot like Edmodo. It's a place where kids can turn stuff in. Um, but for our demonstration today, I'm going to be using Posturus. This is where it kind of feels like a magic trick, and I'll be pulling this out of my hat. Um, but let, let's look at some examples. So here are the lesson examples and tools. Let's look at some examples, and then we'll talk about some tools. I think, well, I don't know if I shared this little Red Riding Hood example or not. Um, this is a website that I set up just for sharing different uh, media products. And so this is, uh, there's a school in the Minneapolis Twin Cities area uh, called the Community School of Excellence. It's actually um, mainly a school for Hmongs uh, who are from uh, Laos, the Hmong people. And so uh, their teachers were doing this. So here's picture one. Did I show this one this morning? This afternoon. This afternoon I did? Okay. All right. Well, I won't show that again. Um, here's one that they did called Evolution of Collaboration. So picture one, picture two, picture three, four, and five. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of different things that, that, we, can, that we can illustrate. Uh, this is a student project called The Princess and the Pea, and this is one that I think students narrated. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a prince and a princess. The prince wanted to marry the princess. Dude, it was going. But, but first, she had to pass the test. They put a pea under 20 mattresses and 20... 
spider down beds on top of the mattresses. It hurt really bad. <laughs> no, that's how my hose going. And the next morning, they asked how she kept, how she slept. She said horribly. She said there was something hard she slept on. They figured out that she was a real princess. Okay, and that's the end. Now, this is kind of taking it to the next level where you have narration that you add. Um, but anyway, there's there are uh, lots of different examples that you can check out there. So, um, what I'd like to do is um, do an example, and we're gonna we're gonna use a site that I've set up that is on posturus.com. It's called fivephotos.posturus.com. And the wonderful thing that Posturus lets us do is it lets us basically turn a website into an email. So we're going to, I'm going to have you break into groups. and prob I mean, you all decide, but you want to have at least three people. You don't want to just be doing this with one other person because somebody's, you know, taking the pictures and you want several people probably to be involved. So you all kind of decide on your groups, and if we need to, I'll, I'll help you join in. Um, but your task, and I'm going to give you uh, ten minutes... Okay, I want you all to, um, do you all want to do fairy tales or do you want to do movies? Okay, we'll do fairy tales. Fairy tales work pretty good. So pick a fairy tale. Don't do Little Red Riding Hood. Don't do The Prince and the Pea. Do something else, okay? But you're going to decide as a group what can we take for pictures using props that are available here, okay, uh, to communicate this story, to have people guess. And what we'll do is we'll go ahead and, does anybody else have uh, iPhones or any a smartphone that can take a picture? If you do, then we'll let you uh, use your, your camera. Let me show you really quick. They can, and if you want to do that, I just don't want you to drop it, right? Um, so if you've got a, and, and you're welcome to use my, uh, my iPad, we can do that. I'm going to turn on a little application that's called the Reflection app. And what this lets me do is it turns my laptop into an Apple TV so that I can mirror what I'm doing on my screen um, up here for everybody to be able to see. And so you're going to use the camera app to, to take your pictures, right? So get, get your picture set, take your picture. And then, in order to turn in your pictures, you're going to use email. Now, when I go to Photos, I can select the picture that I, that I want. And how would I email this picture? I would, and you know what? That's not actually showing. Oh, there's a place where the mirroring doesn't work. I'll have to show this on my screen. In the corner, well, maybe it'll show it here. In the corner of my screen, I have my laser pointer here. There is a box that looks like it has a little arrow on it. When you're in this view, you're looking at the thumbnails, you're going to click on that button, and then you're going to select the pictures you'd like to send. See how it let me select five pictures? It's got check marks by them. When I click the share button, it gives me choices. How do I want to share it? What do I want? Email. And you're going to choose to email this 
particular message, and this, this message is going to have all those pictures in a single email. You're going to send it to the address, and I'll put this up here, five photos at posterous.com. Okay? What that's going to allow me to do is to moderate these. You're going to put a subject on the email. Don't give it away. Don't say Little Red Riding Hood. You're not doing Little Red Riding Hood anyway. Um, you can make a name for your group if you want to. Um, and so you can say um, our fairy tale project. Whatever you put here it's gonna sh is what it will show up as the, as, the po as the title of the post. Okay. Keep in mind, if you've got stuff in your signature line down here, like I've got my name and my phone number, I might go ahead and delete that because I don't really want that to be on that web page. So whatever you email in is going to go up and be on that page. But that's going to be the process for turning it in. Okay. One of the things I believe is the fewer the clicks, the more likely it is we can actually do this in class with students. Okay. Not that we want to create low-quality products. We don't. But... Compared to using a regular digital camera, plugging it into the laptop, getting the pictures off of it, moving the pictures over to a website, I think this is a very streamlined process. All right? So you're going to have 10 minutes. Who can repeat for me your task? What it, what's, your, what's your task that you're going to do with your group? Um, we're going to take five photos that represent a fairy tale. Okay, before you take your pictures, you're going to... Yes, yeah. Do your planning, and you're going to take five photos, and what will you do with those photos? Okay. I'm actually, since I, we're going to do the email turn-in, I'm going to give you 15 minutes, and let's kind of see how it goes, okay? It's, I don't want you to be feeling super rushed, but uh, have fun with this, and if you have time, you all can think about what you might do to narrate this, because we might turn one of these into a narrated. We won't necessarily do that with everybody's. But um, we'll, we'll see how our time goes. Okay, any questions before I turn you loose? Okay. Yes, sir? Why would you have students do this? So if you've got, uh, uh, for instance, um, books. We had our eighth grade English uh, teacher. The, the students were uh, reading different books, and they did plot summaries but they did it in five photos and they, and they went ahead and narrated them. So it goes right back to the idea of Bloom's taxonomy and when I'm summarizing, because I'm asking students to not just be at the knowledge and comprehension level, but to be at the creation level and they're going to have to decide. You've only got five pictures, you've only got a few sentences that you'll be able to say with each one, how are you going to, you know, communicate to me your fairy tale, which this is just kind of an example activity or whatever your project is. I mean, we could do the water cycle. You could do a lot of different kinds of concepts, but you're going to try to use visual imagery, so that's the non-linguistic representation, and then you're going to be asking students to make a lot of decisions and choices about how they communicate it. Okay? Okay, you've got 15 minutes. Go ahead and break into groups, and then let me know if you need help getting with the group. Yes, yeah, Posturus is free to sign up for. And I'll go ahead and turn the light on, too. Um, 